0: Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. Well, we're um, in this uh, little series that we on um, the parables of Jesus that we're just starting, what? Uh, and uh, but it's continuing uh, a deeper theme of uh, every person in full-time ministry. And we believe that one of the Marks of a a healthy church culture is the realization and the nurturing and the discipling of people, of you guys, into the realization and the reality that uh, each and every one of us are called to full-time ministry. And that doesn't mean uh, vocational platform ministry. It actually means that you you, you are where God wants you to be for a purpose that he will unfold to you. And so uh, we actually um, want to create space and opportunity for those, that concept to be developed and explored. And so we've moved to the Gathered Scattered service, as, uh, as you were aware. So this is a gathered, next week will be scattered. And the idea is that we come together in our gathered service, we get strengthened and built up, we hear the preaching of the word, there's an impartation, there's corporate worship together, we we disciple our kids together and then the, the next week we go into our communities, into our homes and we actually, the idea is that you will feel empowered and be given the opportunity to engage with neighbours, family, friends, people in your world that maybe you wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to and so we want you to talk about the good things of God as it tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 6 to do and, uh, and to actually with an intention of maybe answering and asking questions of yourselves and one another, encouraging one another, but releasing one another into the things that God has for you in your life. And so, so we're, we're gathered in unity and we're scattered on mission as we uh, take this approach of the gathered-scattered for the church moving forward. And so um, I want to ask a question. So who was involved in the Easter Egg Hunt last week? Out there, it was out in the grounds, I think. Um, Anybody notice the cork plantation out there? Anybody aware of the cork plantation that we've got out in the gardens of the church? Anybody seen or aware of that? Anybody know the history of that? You do, Dave? Do you know the history of it? Oh, okay. And, and when you say associated, was it planted at the same time? Okay, so we're kind of connected to the Black Mountain that big plantation there—that's amazing. A cork plantation in the church garden. I don't know if you, when you walked in, you noticed that uh, there's uh, four olive trees uh, that are there. Does anybody know the story of those olive trees? Pardon, Tony. Oh, I don't know. I that sounds like a good story. Let's use that one. <laughs> Plant, seeds from Jerusalem were planted in the church grounds as we come in. And uh, I, just, I, I find it interesting in the thought that there's olive trees where you wouldn't necessarily expect to see olive trees. There's cork trees where you wouldn't normally expect to see cork, uh, cork trees. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you didn't expect to find yourself? Found yourself in a situation where you thought, what am I actually doing here? How has this happened? Well, Let's just hold that thought because we want to talk about the parables, the parables of Jesus. And the parables, parables um, Jesus told the parables uh, by drawing upon familiar everyday images and situations in, to, in order to convey a less familiar truth about the kingdom of God, about God's grace And God's judgment. And although we tend to think parables were always intended to make hard-to-understand concepts easier to grasp, many parables confused the original listeners and seemed designed to uh, create deeper reflections in the listeners as they pondered just how a given parable's metaphor, simile, or narrative revealed something new about the nature of God and salvation. So they're stories that are showing us something more about God. As Eugene Peterson reveals, a parable is a way of saying something that requires the imaginative participation of the listener. The, the word parable literally means something thrown down alongside of. Our first response is, what is this doing here right in front of me? And we ask questions, we think, we imagine. So when Jesus, when we read the parables, we, we, we need to be thinking, imagining and asking questions around that. And so the parable, the the idea of the parable is that it connects God and what he's doing to everyday life. And and so there's a take home for us in the parables of Jesus that we read. So I'd like to read a parable to you this morning out of Luke 13, 6 to 9. Thanks, Dave. He, being Jesus, also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Uh, Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after that you can cut it down. So, have you ever wondered... What was a fig tree doing in a vineyard? That's the question that comes to mind when you read that. There's a certain man who had a fig tree planted in the vineyard. The the thing to remember is that uh, the fig trees were common trees and would rarely be planted in vineyards because the deep roots and large branches would take much of the ground that would otherwise be used for the vines. A tree which in itself has no rightful place in the vineyard. I don't know about you, have you ever found yourself thinking, and again, I I reiterate reiterate the question I was asking earlier, in a situation where you kind of think, what am I doing here? I've no rightful place to be here. I shouldn't be here. And have you ever found yourself um, in a situation where you're seen completely out of place, like a fig in a vineyard? Have you ever felt like a fish out of water? Have you ever felt like a cork tree in a church garden? Have you ever felt like an olive tree in a church car park? Have you ever felt like a fig tree in a vineyard? So how does this relate to you being in full-time ministry? Three thoughts I want to bring first. The first bring forward, the first thought is this: that um, the fig tree was put there by God. The second thought is that Jesus was doing a preparation. And the third thought is this, that it was being fertilized by the Holy Spirit. So a certain man planted a fig tree. The certain man represents God. In this parable, God is the certain man. And the fig tree represents God's people. You and I. And so God puts his people where he wants them. You are in a workplace you are an environment. You are in a home setting. You are in a family situation where God wants you. He has put you there. A certain person put you there. You might be a fig tree in a vineyard in that family, in that workplace, in that institution, that, that uh, uh, academic institution or whatever it might be in the public service. You might feel like a fig tree in a vineyard, but you are there for a purpose. And God has put you there. And so accept that as a truth, as a reality, that you have been put in your situation uh, for a reason and a purpose by God. The second thought then is you are being prepared by Jesus in that situation. So the keeper of the vineyard was Jesus in this parable. So you've got God, you've got God's people, and you've got Jesus. Three years there was no fruit Three years, Jesus' earthly earthly ministry kind of almost came to a catastrophic end with nothing to show for it at the crucifixion. Three years speaks to us of his earthly ministry. Lots of leaves but no fruit. And maybe the question you could ask yourself out of this parable today, is there a lot of leaves in my life but no fruit? Is there a lot of religious activity and, and, and outside kind of adornment, but actual no real fruit? Maybe a sobering question to ask. Because the fruit is, is kingdom change. We see kingdom change when fruit comes. And leaves tell us that there's uh, lots of activity, but actually nothing to uh, come to bear of that. And have, So let me ask you another question. I'm asking you a lot of questions this morning because I want you to think hard and deep about this. But have you ever felt unfruitful where God has planted you? Have you ever felt that you're not being fruitful or effective where you are? The third third thought then is fertilized by the Holy Spirit. You and I are living in the fourth year. This this fig tree had a fourth year. It's kind of like, man, I'm glad we get a second chance in God. And... uh, Living in the fourth year, one more year. It's a season of grace that we're living in. And uh, the interesting thing is that uh, this tree gets dug around and fertilised. And it's not the nice clean sort of fertiliser that you buy at Bunnings in a bag. It's probably dung that was scraped up off the road or whatever and and fertilised this tree. And sometimes the biggest dung heap in our lives can actually be fertilizing what God wants to bring forth in you and I. So, dare I say it, using a colloquialism, that the crap that we're walking through has a purpose in God. That He's wanting to do something deeper in you and I. And He's digging around the the roots of our lives, trying to bring something fruitful out of us, if we will allow the Holy Spirit to do His work. Sometimes it feels like we're up to our ears in manure, shall I say. And does it. So let me ask you another question. Does it feel like God's digging around the roots of your life for uncomfortable sort of reasons or purposes? The thing about mature, uh, manure and fertilizer is that it actually takes time to work, it doesn't You don't just kind of a bunch a load of. Manure around the tree and the tree flourishes. It actually takes time. It's not a quick fix. And you're in a reason, you're in a place for a reason. And it's not a quick fix. There's no immediate result. It's going to take a long time to see if it actually makes any difference. We're used to being uh, motivated and energized into action for God and his kingdom by, by you know, you uh, being sort of motivational talks and stirred up to action and uh, but the thing about the kingdom is it's actually the opposite it stops us dead in our tracks to think hang on a minute maybe God's fertilizing my world maybe God's doing something with the crap in my life to actually do something and bring something out of me And so the manure story interrupts our noisy, aggressive, problem-solving, task-driven mission that we are on to do the things for God that we should be doing or we feel we should be doing. And all God's saying is, just let me work this out in you. Just stay put. Just be a fig tree in a vineyard for a while. Just be a fish out of water and let me do the work that I want to do. In 1946... The historian, theologian, and social philosopher uh, Eugene Rosenstock Husey wrote this statement. He said, The greatest temptation of our time is impatience. In its full original meaning, refusal to wait, to uh, undergo, or to suffer, we seem unwilling to pay the price of living without our fellows in creative and profound relationship. Back in 1946, he was lamenting the fact that they were impatient. I think that's probably exponentially grown since then till now. But the essence of what he's saying is that we seem unwilling to pay the price of living with others in creative and profound relationships. You have been placed into an environment for a reason and a purpose. And God wants to use you. And it may take years. Before I went into vocational ministry, I was in construction. Uh, and uh, I, I had a, a relationship with a project manager for probably six, seven, eight years, working relationship. And then I left the company, went our separate ways. And I've been talking to him over time about the things of God. And and we we moved north, and he came and visited us one day. And we were sat around our dining room table, and we were just talking about the things of God, just like it tells us in Deuteronomy to sit around and talk about the good things of God. And suddenly, uh, for no explainable reason, we just sense the presence of God fall around us at the table. And Mike turns to me and goes, what was that? And I go, I think that was the presence of God. And he goes, I just, and he got it, he interacted with it came to church the next day and gave his life to Christ on the altar. And, but it was like a relationship that had taken six, seven, eight years of seeming fruit, fruitless efforts on my part, so frustrated by the fact that, that uh, what is inside of me, I just want to give to somebody else because it's so life-changingly important. And yet, if I try and do it in my own strength, it's not going to last. But God, in His time, in His way, We'll see the fruit come to life. And so we've just got to let it alone and let God do his thing. So I want to encourage you and affirm you today. You are where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do, unless you're obviously overtly sinning. But you are there for a reason and for a purpose. And so maybe... Maybe you do feel like a fig tree in a vineyard. Maybe you do feel like an olive tree in a church car park. I don't know. But I believe that God is working through you to bring something significant to come to pass. You are where you are for a reason. Let God work the fertilizer of life into you so that he can bring his purposes out to pass. So... Even though it feels like nothing is happening in terms of kingdom influence, God is working in you to see a change come where he has placed you. There may be just one person in your workplace or that you're interacting with, one person who's watching you, haven't even talked to them, but they're watching the way that you live your life. Or maybe you've had the opportunity to share, but they shied away and back. You don't know how the chain of grace is working in people's lives just by you being who you are, where God has placed you to be. And so I want to encourage you that in your sphere of influence, be that fig tree, be that fig tree in the vineyard, because God is working something for you and for those around you. And if you today feel like you're up to your neck in manure, that's probably a good thing. Because God's working something out in you. Can I pray for you? Heavenly Father, we thank you. Holy Ghost, fertilize our lives. Lord, for those of us that feel like we're the fig tree in the vineyard, completely out of place, out of our depth, not bearing any fruit, God, We realign our purpose towards you today. Whether it be in our family situation, our workplace, whether it be where we're uh, getting educated or whatever it is, you know each and every individual circumstance here, God. And I pray you would help us realize that we are where we are for a reason and for a purpose. God... Fertilize us, work, dig it into our roots of our lives, the goodness of the Holy Spirit, so that we might be able to see from your perspective. We thank you, Lord, that you will bear fruit in your time, in your way. And I pray against every person who might be feeling discouraged or heartbroken or let down or disappointed in whatever way, or feel like that there's no sense of purpose about why they're there. I pray, God, you would see today a sense of purpose and destiny so that we can see why we are where we are from your perspective, God. Thank you for your grace. I thank you that we're living in the fourth, the fourth year, that at this particular time, Lord, that we might move from the, the leaves to the fruit, from just doing religious stuff to bearing And precipitating kingdom change in people's lives. Father, I thank you, God. I thank you, God, for every single person here today. Pray an impartation into deep into each and every one of our hearts today, God. And we would sense the purpose that you have called us to do. Father, I pray, even as people sleep tonight, they would get a sense of of a fresh sense of their purpose wherever you have placed them. And I thank you, God, that when we read parables that Jesus spoke to us in, that they enthuse us and inspire us and motivate us towards you. I thank you, God, that next week in our scattered uh, meetings that we'd be able to talk about the good things that you are doing. We'd get around the table. We'd be able to live out Deuteronomy 6 in our homes, in our families, our workplaces, God. We would see difference and change happening and for those of us who feel completely inadequate wherever we've been placed God that where we might feel like that fig tree in that vineyard God I pray you would help us see and realize what you've placed in us for your kingdom purposes seal it in our hearts today in Jesus mighty name amen amen well God bless you as you Read the parables. Maybe you can uh, get a sense of what God is saying to you as you read the parables. I know uh, Steve Miles next week is preaching on the parables. I know he's wrestling with which one to stir you with and challenge you with. I know it'll be good. It always is. Um, Not next week, the week after. Hang on. Gathered and scattered. (laughs) Is next week scattered? Yeah, okay, the week after. No, next week. Because he's doing it online. That's right. (laughs) Yes. That's right. Okay. If you'd like to become part of one of our scattered meetings in a home church somewhere, there's a map at the back um, in the foyer near the coffee cart. Uh, Just go there after the service and uh, some of our uh, house church leaders will be there to greet you and help you and have a conversation with you. Um, but um, thanks for coming thanks for being here go out and get them love you guys and we'll see you next time God bless you thanks for listening to today's message if you have any prayer needs email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online